Welcome to episode 10 of Land the Plane Podcast. Hooray! Hello, everybody. Welcome again to another episode of Land the Plane Podcast. My name is Dustin. I'm Jonathan. My name is Mark. And I'm Steve. <laughs> Yay! 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 Hey, guys, just in case you're wondering, we are on location. Location, We're, yeah. We yeah. have traveled afar, Jonathan, overseas, or not too far down the street from where we live. But we're down here, um, and Jonathan is part of a camp this week, and so we decided to come down here and do a show. So we're on location. We're in a room with a lot of echoes. It's probably driving Jonathan crazy. It will. But he'll get all right. He'll be all right. He'll get through it. So but we're here, and we have some special guests, I'm sure, as you heard uh, in the intro there. Jonathan, you want to introduce our special guests? Yeah, so we are um, at Spring Lake Camp, and this is the week that we uh, we have kids out for a camp called Camp Renew. Uh, we actually have about close to 400 between campers and adults and workers and all that kind of thing this year. Um, and we are joined by a, uh, man, I don't even know exactly how to explain what what you guys are that your name is the lads i'd like to see what, you try wouldn't you like to see yeah, yeah you have, yeah. A, have a go have a, have a yeah, try it out. have a go at that okay <laughs> yeah have a go so you some are some people a, mention our looks when they explain mm, us they do a, a children's ministry group mm. focus on, focusing on music and video ministry to bring the gospel to kids like that i like that's pretty yeah, that's good pretty good go. you well, didn't no. mention anything about our looks mm. but that's okay I think that was coming it's, well, that, well, it's probably yes, implied <laughs> If if it was only a video podcast, mm. then everybody'd just be able to know. But well, I think we've done a good job at describing how good looking we are, <laughs> or at least insinuating. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot of insinuations it's been so a lot. far. It's a lot. <laughs> allegations. It's the same number of syllables. Insinuations, <laughs> right. allegations. It's okay. Yeah, it's a great yeah. word. Yeah. That's true. You're gonna have to be careful because Jonathan's used to thinking he's the good looking one of the podcast. So <laughs> no, you're the uh, you're the good looking one. I mean, I know, but I've you're just trying to be horrible right now. <laughs> wow. I'm just better at games than you are. It's okay. He always just wins. Get over cheats. it. Anyway, let's, let's get back on track, John. <laughs> let's attempt to. So, uh, you guys, why don't you all tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Because obviously, they've probably picked up. Those are words that we use in America. Y'all self. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah, we no can No idea what you're talking about. Uh, I can translate. Oh, you can? Good. Yes. Um, okay, so we're Mark and Steve. We are... Uh, a ministry group, um, we mostly work with young people and families. Uh, we're not from around here, being Arkansas. We're from, <laughs> we're from the deep south. I'll say you, we're from the very deep the south. Actual the actual, south. like you, and, and you'd be like, you go down to Alabama, you hit the coast and you just keep going south. I'm saying you just keep going south, Mexico, Argentina, like all the way down. Uh, we're from New Zealand, which is down under, down under, way down the bottom of the world, the world, the earth. Globe, <laughs> the bottom of the globe. Have so, you, okay, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, just for for our listeners out there, uh, I'm sure some people, and I might be getting on a touchy subject here, so I'm, I'm being cautious. Some well, people, no, you go. You be people, like one of those reporters. Just go for the <laughs> go, for, go for the big reactions. People were probably thinking, oh, those guys are from Australia. What? <laughs> oh. I know I'm angry. I'm, we've already gone. Go we've there. already gone through this. We've already gone through this at camp. Here. We've already gone through this. 
Can't believe you went there. <laughs> nah, yeah. here's the difference. I would say, how you doing? Whereas someone from Australia would say, how you doing? So, yeah, obviously, obvious difference. very, very yeah. different. Okay. Shockingly different. Mm. I'm glad we cleared that up for you. Yeah, yeah now, <laughs> now, now that I The differences between New Zealanders and Australians are like the differences between Americans and Canadians. Some words sound the same. Some words sound very different. But the attitude is miles apart. Yeah, like, and also, New Zealanders are cool, Australians aren't. Yeah, I mean, that's, the, that's like the scientific <laughs> analysis. Yeah, that's how we I describe think. it, like in the that's dictionary science. in New Zealand. Mm. Mm. In the, the ne- New Zealand-approved dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to stop laughing. You're going to have to answer all the, ask all the questions, John. I'm just going to sit here and laugh. <laughs> no, bro, you're doing awesome then, Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> hit me, hit me, I'm ready for the next one. <laughs> all right, so... What brought you to the United States? How did you get all the way from the down under, down under? Well, we were doing um, ministry mostly with teenagers in New Zealand, and we went to Australia a lot. And, you know, if you've ever met an Australian, Australians need to be saved. So that's obvious. So um, there was a very big need in Australia for the gospel. Um, and we, we honestly felt like the Lord put on our hearts to adventure and go further. And so we ended up in Tennessee, and we got a promotion Tennessee from Tennessee is a long way from Australia. It is Australia. a long way. It is. It's a lot of airplanes and quite a few movies. Um, and, and we got a promotion from working with um, teenagers to working with kids and families. So it was wonderful. I like the way you said that, a promotion. <laughs> it didn't feel like a promotion at the time. We were like, no, nah, that can't be the Lord. But it definitely was the Lord. And, you know, his plans are the best. And reluctantly, we went, okay, this seems like God. We're going to do it. And um, we love working with kids. It's, it's the best job ever. It's fantastic. Yeah, kids are, kids are fun. <laughs> that They certainly are. Yeah. I work with, uh, I've worked with kids um, for the last 10 or 11 years, something like that. And I was the same way. Right. Well, I actually was a kid, so, yeah, so. I don't mean to, About I don't mean years to ago, name drop there, but yeah. You're pretty experienced, <laughs> I've got a, that sort of thing. I'm an experienced there. Your past like, yeah. experience. Oh no, kids are just crazy. You know, I, lo- I love their honesty and their openness. They say it like it is. If something is lame, they will call it and they'll say it. So you get, this, you get real quick feedback. There's not much of a chance of you kind of going down the wrong road or doing something that doesn't work with kids because they let you know. And that's something I love about working with kids. They're blatantly honest and um, they're, not, they're not polite just for the sake of being polite. So I love that. And at camp, they're dirty. Yeah. Oh, especially the yeah. boys. Do they smell? We were at a camp last week and... Um, it rained a lot, and but the boys were determined to keep playing gaga ball in the gaga ball pit outdoors. And uh, so I wonder, I'm in my cabin one afternoon, I look out, it's pouring, the gaga ball pit is busy. And then they're covered in dirt, and they, um, but boys, I don't know what the deal is, they will not shower at camp. Well, no, I think they, they were considering the rain as counting for their shower. So, right, oh yeah. yeah. As boys so usually do water, with swimming pool, pool water, similar yeah. effect. The Whatever. only downside is obviously it's a mud pit. It's not a gaga ball pit, it's a mud pit. And so they, they finish gaga ball, go and get dinner, supper, and then you know have devotions and come to chapel after service, and then they go to bed. And, and the pit, they don't the, shower and they're covered in mud. And the pit smelled like fish. Did you notice that? Every time I went to the pit, I'm like, ooh, this smells like fish. Who's and, been dropping and, fish in this pit? I mean, the other gross thing, I mean, this, maybe this is just me being OCD, but they want to high-five me all the time. 
and I, and I they put their hand up like this. You can't see that because it's a rod podcast. But don't worry, I'll I'm holding my hand He's up. He's holding people. his hand up. I'm holding my hand up, and and I you know look at the hand and it's brown and and you know like speckly brown with bits of food stuck to it and everything. I'm like, sorry, kid. Um. I'm not going to high five that. Right. So I'm what sorry. do you do? What do you have? Well, you I, I actually the do the fist pump fist instead. Pump, right. And, uh, and, and you most end up of with the time, the like, oh, cool. And, and they fizz, uh, the odd time, they'll just grab your fist, and then it's yeah. just terrible. It's like <laughs> that's awkward. Yeah, we used to have a guy in our band. He was one of our guitarists back in the day, and he was OCD hand washing. I mean, he would be freaking out at those camps. Man. Oh yeah. He'd be off to wash his hands every two seconds. Yeah. It'd be quite funny actually. Yeah. yeah we should invite him back. We should. To that go to one would of those camps just yeah. to watch and laugh. Yeah. Camp yeah. is not a good place to be a germaphobe. There's a lot of cool OCD things about, about camp, that. but no, not for germaphobes or smellophobes. I'm convinced my boys, they they think sweating is a show. <laughs> yeah. Forget rain. It's just if I sweat, <laughs> Any kind of water. I've cleaned myself. <laughs> yeah. What, is, what is wrong with boys? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, hold on. I'm one. <laughs> Nothing's wrong with boys. They just have a lot of trouble growing up. <laughs> it's a phase. Hard. We hope it's a phase. Yeah. We hope they learn eventually. But that's okay. Yeah. I try to. <laughs> All right. So some of y'all just mentioned just then is so that when y'all work at these camps or minister to kids and stuff, not only do you, you but y'all do the whole thing. Right, y'all speak and play music and just lead worship and all that, or we do. We started off um, just with music, and that, that's been our passions, for, our passion for a long time. We love music. We love music that connects young people to God. But our very heart is just that—that that kids would, in their own way, for where they're at, make a personal connection with God, begin a personal relationship with God. So we added a few things to just the music um i think it began with us thinking man kids watch a lot of tv how can we use tv to share the gospel to kids so we made a tv show about ourselves called lads tv um and then it kind of grew from there and on stage we do all sorts of dramas and quizzes and all sorts and it's essentially getting the same message across but we're looking for different ways to share the message because Kids think differently to adults. They don't think so analytically or logically. They think more in pictures um, and ideas. And so we try and translate probably closer to Jesus' time than people do today, like adults. Kids, kids think today and they process information. And they also, um, just because of society, they've grown up in a society where they're bombarded with someone trying to sell them something. So when you and I went to church growing up, the pastor would spend five minutes at the start of the sermon saying a quirky little story or a joke, then 95% content. Well, it's almost flipped around with kids today because they're bombarded with so much advertising, so many people saying, buy this, do this, do this. It's tens of thousands of images before they even start school yeah. that they have a sense of, they have this kind of wall around them, right? Um, and they have to do that. They have to kind of filter and block stuff out. So we spend more time just on the lighter level going, hey, let's have a laugh here. Let's have some fun here. Before we go deep in worship, let's just do this funny song. And it's quite intentional because if you win kids over and become put yourself in a place of trust, then this, this carries a lot of weight, but they'll almost believe anything you say. And I say that you know, bearing the responsibility of that, not wanting to lead kids astray, but, but if you make a connection first, if you become a almost like a trusted advocate in their lives, then they'll believe what you have to say. So we use humour and we do all sorts of things to, I guess, earn their trust. So the bridge building part of communicating with kids is so much 
not more important, but it it's, plays such an important role of the whole communication process. So that's why when you're working with kids, the message is the same. The message is the good news about Jesus. There's only one way to God. There's only one way to come alive and know life, and that's through Jesus. That hasn't changed. But we're looking at how can we change the method to communicate that same message to a generation of young people. So, I mean, it's almost like, I guess when you're, 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 you're talking to them on the level they need, I mean, that they are used to, that they're, you're trying to communicate, get there, get down their level instead oh, of just trying to bring them up to something different. Yeah, we absolutely, but, but, and by doing that, also understanding how they process information, because it's different to how I process information. Yeah. I believe that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> just having met you a few days ago, I can already believe that. No one really knows how Mark processes information, actually. <laughs> It's one of those mysteries of life. <laughs> no, that what you just said was just dead on, and, and honestly, a lot of a lot of people who try to teach kids and and lead kids could learn that. Well, and it's the the old adage, um, they don't care what you know until they know that you care, mm-hmm. is so much more so with kids today. Yeah, and many of us adults have an expectation. Well, you should listen to this because it's true. But for kids, the fact that it's true doesn't matter a bit because they've initially, initially, because they've had so many people saying, do this, buy this, go here, do this. Social media, just the same, do this, buy this. And that, and that's why social media is so powerful because instead of having some random advertiser on a billboard, you've got your friends saying, hey, you should go to this movie. It's really good. And that matters so much more. So if you be, get into that position of, Someone who I care about or someone who cares about me says this, then that matters a whole lot more. And also with kids, I think the old adage is a picture's worth a thousand words. Well, with kids, they're so visual, a picture's worth a million words because they just they work more visually and they're also more interactive. So, so we grew up just sitting back, listening to the pastor, we'd analyze it, check it with the Bible, Kids, kids are not like, they're not the sit back and analyze. They want to get involved. Mm-hmm. So we try and get kids involved as much as possible. And it's just understanding. Kids want to learn on the go. They don't want to sit back. They want to be on stage. They don't just want to hear about the Bible. What if they could be in it? What if we could act out the Bible story? Um, so we try and so that interactive part of learning is an enormous part of it as well. Yeah, it's amazing how... You can see a kid sitting there, like if you're teaching and talking to them, you know, that kind of thing, and they're doing something completely different, messing with something, all those kind of things, whatever, and you're thinking they're not paying attention whatsoever. <laughs> and then you ask them a question, and they just know. It's like every they <laughs> heard everything you said. Yeah. They were just doing other stuff because they can process. Yeah, you know, and, and partly what can. we do is we also try and say the same message three different ways. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully they'll get it through one of those one of those vehicles. Yeah, I work a lot with teenagers more so than kids. But you know, I took them to a camp last year, and I, the first the first day, and I was just I, I would go into our Bible study, our devotion time, and I'd keep asking them questions, and I would wait for that that kid to respond. You know, I was like, one of these kids, so they're going to start talking, they're going to start responding. Nothing, crickets, and I'm like, guys, you know, what's it going to take to get y'all talking? They're like, I just call on us. Just, yeah, just but, call it. That's what they said. They, they're like, we don't, we're not going to respond. But if you, I mean, they just straight up told me, if you call on us and you, you, you point us out and bring us into it specifically like that, we're in. Yeah, and and sometimes working with teenagers and with kids, it's like pulling teeth, right? Oh yeah. But but if you can, 
And, and that's because you're just straight up going, okay, let's, th- let's talk about the Bible, assuming they want to go there. But sometimes with kids, you've got you've to work to that place before they're ready to open up. And if you get to that place, so, so for us, an example, last year, we did a sports camp in Cincinnati, and um, first day, we led the music, it just was not connecting with these kids, inner city kids, really different to us, just wasn't working, to be honest, and I think it, the music was okay, but they just weren't kind of getting it. They were kind of saying, we don't know who you are, we don't know where you're from, kind of prove yourself, so... Um, after the first session, Steve and I went outside and there was the Gaga ball pit. And for those who don't know, Gaga ball's this game you play where you just smash a ball at each other's legs and have a lot of fun. Quite so funny. we did it. We played Gaga ball. We smashed the ball at each other's legs. I hit a kid in the face. Didn't mean to, but we laughed about it later on. And then the next day, totally different. So we'd gone out, gone into their place, laughed with them, High five, well I high five, Steve probably fist bumped actually. Um, but you kind of, when you've done, kind of gone into their world, you've got a connection, a kind of relationship, the next day totally different. And I think sometimes that's it. That if you don't ever get past the, this person's trying to teach me something, I'm here, they just stay in this resistant mode. But if you can get past that, then they'll come alive and they'll engage like, like nothing else. So I think that's sometimes the challenge is that if we just expect teenagers as well or kids just, okay, we're here, it's true, let's go, they're not ready for that. There's almost like a, I don't know, a, a winning over period that needs to happen first. How you do that? I don't know. There's lots of different ways you can do that. Yeah, but that's one of the rewards of working with young people, I think, is because when you do get there, yeah. oh, they yeah. will be real and honest and open with you. Oh, We're like absolutely. an adult always has walls. And they, yeah, and they don't beat about the bush. They'll yeah. say, look, this is how it is. And, or if you say, you know what, this is what God says about your situation, they'll go, okay, good. Well, I'll believe that then. And they do. And that's why the gospel can be so life-transforming. If you get to that point of relationship where you can be straight with them, can change their life enormously. And again, different to our generation who would sit back, okay, well, I'll think about that point for a while. Like kids, when they're in, if, if they get it, they'll jump in all the way. Yeah. That's fantastic. And that's a relationship that, that stays yeah. open. Mm-hmm. Like I, I see kids here, you know, I'm, I mean, we've got almost 400 people running around, so obviously I, I don't know all the kids but they've, they've seen me, we've interacted, all those kind of things. So they, they remember me year after year, mm. and they'll come up, high-five me, all those kind of things. Um, but then especially like this week, um, I was a, a full-time children, family pastor at a church for several years, and I've not been there for about a year. Well, the, some of their kids came this week, and like almost every one of those kids came up, and when we saw each other, I'd come over to them and just going to say hi, and they wouldn't say hi, they'd come over and hug my neck, yeah, yeah. you know? So that relationship that, that we had built, that trust level, I yeah, mean, it yeah. was still there. That's awesome. You know, so that's, that's very cool. And that's one thing I like about kids and, and students is they just, their bull meters are real high. But yeah. once you get past that yeah. and, and gain their trust, they are, it's, it's real. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one, one thing you guys, you said tonight, um, Mark, in your kind of sermon, um, you said in God's economy, where you start doesn't de- 
doesn't determine where you end. Yeah. You said it similarly to that anyway. Yeah, That's yeah. what I got written yeah, we down. Were, what was the story tonight? Joseph, right? Joseph. We were talking about the fact that he came from this messed up family. His father, Jacob, was like a life, life addicted to lying. He like deceived and lied his whole life. He was blessed because of his family line, because... Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it came. And that's a cool thing. There's a whole message in that for us that we don't get blessed based on what we do. We get blessed on who we know if who we know is Jesus. And that's an incredible thing. But Joseph had this messy, messy family. Four mothers, 11 brothers. Well, not he. Amongst his family were four mothers, 11 brothers who were incredibly violent. They took out a, a whole village by tricking them into saying, hey, why don't you do this? Two of them... Why don't you went, go into that? What <laughs> is that? <laughs> What's that phrase? It's just a prank, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah all, the, all the adults tonight, I was saying they got them in a vulnerable position and all the adults were going, yeah, we know what happened. Yeah. yeah. They said, yeah. hey, you can be like us. What we need to do is get circumcised. What they did then was when they were sore and recovering, went and murdered them. A whole village. Anybody that, that doesn't think that the Bible is, is like R-rated <laughs> hasn't read much <laughs> of the Bible. But the message is powerful because Joseph came from a messed up family. His brothers beat him up and sold him as a slave, and yet God's promise for him was never cancelled out. God's promise for him wasn't lost because he became a slave and was falsely accused of a crime later on, ended up in prison. And, and the cool thing is I don't think Joseph ever let go of that either, of that dream he had when he was young that God was going to use him and put him in a position of authority. And God has plans for all of us. And those plans don't get swayed by where we come from. We could have a messed up family as well. We could, other people might look at us and go, whatever, whatever, but God doesn't. God looks at our heart and sees something incredible. Yeah. Now, you guys, um, Steve, you talked to some of our adults this afternoon, kind of talking about the kind of the next iteration for the lads. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what that is? Oh, yeah, sure. So, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, we've been doing music for so long, and, and we love doing, we love music, but, you know, really, um, I guess for us, our, our music is a tool. Uh, it's one of the main tools we use, but a tool to to draw kids towards God. But um, one of the things we've noticed on our journeys um, playing in you know churches all over the country in the last couple of years is that so many kids pastors are um, struggling to get the resources that they need to you know for worship time. You know, and and the frustrating thing for us, even as parents, for me as a dad, is is um, a lot of worship for kids really is just regurgitated adults music you know adults worship and in some cases it's just really badly redone arrangements with some few kids vocals thrown in there to make it seem like it's for kids but the truth of the matter is I mean kids don't listen to to that sort of stuff I mean kids pop is an an exception I think Um, but it's well done you know kids know what the difference is between average music and great music and so my kids they listen to top 40 because that's the good stuff you know, and they don't listen to a lot of a lot of um, worship music for kids that's out there because it's it's not very good, and so for us that's a bit of a problem. You know that we want to solve, and we felt more and more drawn towards that in the last few years. So, um, in the last year or so, we've set up a, a a new venture, a new project called Big Big Worship, and the whole goal of that is 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 to create 
world-class worship music for kids and um and it's and it's a resource as well you know it's a resource for kids pastors and kids for uh, churches around the country and around the world to use during kids worship time and so that's that's the plan and like i say world-class music really good stuff we don't want to do that you know average it's got to be good because our kids deserve good and um particularly music that that um, proclaims the message of Jesus. It needs to be good. Why shouldn't it be the best? So that's our goal. And um, it's, it's pretty exciting, actually. We've had some really encouraging feedback from churches that have um, taken, our, taken the stuff and started using it. Um, it seems to be going well. So it's, it's exciting for us. We're, we're excited. Uh, it's fun writing music and really kind of making, you know, working to make it really good, you know, not just average, really good. So where, where can people find information on that? Uh, you can go to the website, bigbigworship.com. Okay. Uh, there's, uh, there's samples of all the stuff we've been doing. It's all video-based as well, you know, because you need to throw it up on the screen so the kids can follow the lyrics and, and uh, see the motions and follow along, sing along. So, yeah, bigbigworship.com has um, samples of all the stuff, and it, you can, it tells you how you, can, how you can get hold of it as well. Okay. Yeah. And you've got DVDs as well as digital downloads. Uh, prim- yeah, well, primarily it's a DVD-based thing right now, but but we're working on a um, new way to get hold of the stuff, so that'll be okay. more digital-based. Mm-hmm. I like the digital downloads. Yeah, well, if you buy the DVD, you get the, the USB drive with all the digital files on it. Perfect. So oh, that, yeah. That USB means you don't have to great. rip the DVD and all that sort of stuff, yeah. Yeah, that's perfect, because ripping DVDs just... Yeah, well, it's, it's a funny no thing, fun. right? It's a, we're in a funny space right now, a funny time of life where um, just like cassette tapes sort of phased what, out. What are those? Yeah, what? exactly. Now, now, And then CDs are kind of pretty much gone and DVDs are close to being extinct as well. So, but, but still, there's still a lot of churches around the country and around the world that still plug their, the DVD into the DVD player to lead the worship times. Dude, I reckon if we released our stuff on VHS cassette, we'd probably get the odd sale. Yeah, or record. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Eight-track, guys. Come on, eight-track. <laughs> you know, there's plenty of churches that still got their, their video cassette player around. Yeah, that's true, actually. Every now and then we'll drive through a small town and we'll notice there's still a video rental store <laughs> in that town. Like, what is that? Wow. Oh, my goodness, that's right. Like a museum. Blockbuster, that's Blockbuster. right. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> I like seeing all of the big uh, TV carts that are still left in churches. Right, yeah, and it, yeah, yeah. Like the you know big yeah. huge TV carts with the a little TVs. flat screen on top, or right, some yeah, yeah. You, you can some still them, yeah, find you, the tube I mean, TVs like a, if they've not a, fallen off and killed children you need yet. Four people <laughs> to move it, yeah, yeah. Well, no, we don't want to keep keep you off for too long tonight, and we really appreciate y'all taking time because I know camp is busy and Jonathan's busy. I, I'm just gonna go back home and enjoy my my bed and stuff tonight when we get done. But we really appreciate y'all coming out here. But it comes time and every show we have to land the plane. So and land the plane for y'all. That's when we kind of just bring it home, you know. We kind of just make our final point of the night and and just let the listeners kind of just end on that. But what I want to ask you for the land the plane moment is. Is there any message, like, for parents? I mean, working with kids, interacting with kids, I mean, a lot of times they're more open with y'all or they might interact with y'all. Is there, is there a message you'd give the parents maybe to encourage them or let them in on something just to kind of yeah. help them out because I'm sure they're listening? Sure. I, I remember a few years ago we were in a small town in New Zealand and we stayed with a family that was, well, they were a quirky family, extremely intelligent. The dad was a surgeon of some kind. They would sit at the dinner table and he would quiz his kids about things, random facts about space, but they were kind of a crazy family as well. I remember one Saturday morning, 
Um, one of the sons, he was 14 or 15, left his sleeping bag at the bottom of the stairs. The dad came along and went, Elliot, put your sleeping bag up the stairs. And then he walked off. And then he came back five minutes later and he's like, Elliot, put your sleeping bag up the stairs. And then he runs off and then he comes back five. And still, Elliot, like the kid had done nothing. And it was up and down and I was in the other room just laughing to myself because nothing was happening. So there was a lot of noise in this family. This was a loud family. But amongst all the noise and the arguing back and forth, the kids knew that they were loved. So that part of me that goes, that's not how you talk to kids, that's not how you get things done, got cancelled out by the fact that these kids were great kids because they knew amongst all the yelling and craziness that their dad loved them and that their mum loved them. And those kids are great kids, they've grown into great young adults today. And so I think sometimes as parents, we can be really critical of ourselves and think, oh, I messed up here, this went wrong, this went wrong. But if your kids know how much you love them, it covers over a multitude of mistakes. And so my encouragement for you is don't be too hard on yourself, but let your kids know that you love them. Don't be backwards in saying, you're awesome, you're amazing, and I love you, because that's I think that's our most important job, just to be the one that is their biggest cheerleader no matter what. Yeah, it's good. And now I think as well, um, as part of that, one of the challenges as a parent is to make time for your kids as well. You know, it's really, I think it's really easy to just get caught up in life and, and, uh, and find that you just, you're whisked away with all this action, all the stuff you've got to do, the thing, things you think you need to do and as, a, as an adult. Um, and then realize, man, I, I'm, you know, I've missed out on my kids growing up. You know, I haven't yeah. really engaged. I think uh, it's a really hard thing to do, but it's, it's, it, you know, it's the one thing that you won't regret. I think at the end, you, later on in your life, if you stop and take time to proactively engage with your kids, and that's part of showing you that you love them. You know, uh, it's it can be really tricky, but you know, I've just <laughs> lately, for example, I've just started trying to sit and um, watch my son play video games and. I don't enjoy playing video games, but it's, I think it, it kind of helps him knowing that I'm a little bit interested in something he's doing, you know? And so doing that sort of stuff, I mean, for me personally, I, I'm kind of at that place now, partly out of a crisis, you know, because I just hit a wall and realized, man, I've got to take time for my kids, you know, and, and my wife. And so, so taking time for your family, especially as a father, you know, as a father and husband, to kind of stop and, and, um, and work out ways to make room for your family, I think is really, really important. And not just kind of by sitting in the same room and reading the newspaper or watching TV, but actually by trying to work out how to get engaged in part of your family's life. Yeah. Into their uh, world, eh? Yeah, and getting into their world, whether it be your kids or your wife, you know, all both. Um, I think is really a big part of helping kids understand that they're loved by their dad. So, And those two things, time and letting them know they're loved, I think that covers over a multitude of parenting mistakes we all make every day and your kids will turn out okay. That's awesome. Very good yeah, advice. Yeah, for sure. Um, you were going to say what you want? I was just going to add just for – for us to know and all that kind of thing. How many kids you, um, Mark? My wife and I have four kids. Four kids. Um, my oldest daughter is 15, and then she has three little brothers who are 13, 11, and 7. Awesome. Yeah, I have a 17-year-old daughter, and then a 14-year-old son, and a 7-year-old daughter. Wow, awesome. Mm. So you guys, guys both got your, got your hands full. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very cool. All 
right, guys, man, I appreciate you guys taking time to do this. Um, I, I think this is going to be an episode that is uh, super helpful, not only for um, just kind of our regular listeners, but for anybody out there that's that, honestly in kids ministry and, and, and things like that. Just the, the information that you guys have, the experience that you guys have working with kids. Um, man, I just hope God blesses kind of your all's next steps into ministry and, uh, you know, we'll be, we'll be praying for that and kind of watching, watching your guys' ministries. Thanks so much, Jonathan and Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> Land the plane. <laughs> if our <laughs> listeners, hey, if our listeners want to connect with y'all, what's a good way to do that? Uh, through either the ladsband.com or bigbigworship.com. All right, cool. All right, yeah, thanks guys. I got a new name. I got, I, why do I have the most nicknames in our group? You need... Right. A nickname, Jonathan. No. I don't know what's going to be. We're going to get you Destin's one. Destin's other nickname is Crop Destin. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe we could have a nickname. Maybe you'd need a mic to follow you around. Oh, but, yeah. Okay, I'm going to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we really appreciate it. Uh, listeners out there, uh, just as we wrap up, just want to remind you a few things. Y'all can go visit our website, landtheplane.today. Uh, always follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Land the Plane Today, Twitter, Land the Plane 247. If you want, you can send us an email, landtheplanetoday at gmail.com. Tell us what you thought about this interview and our not-so-special interview skills. But, hey. It really goodness. helps a lot when you have great guests. Yes, it does. <laughs> it, makes, it makes it a little bit easier. Of course, y'all can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, all those. We're, we're on Spotify now. I, I don't know if y'all saw that announcement. So well done. Spotify. I know. We're, we're just moving up in the world. And, uh, you know, hey, I got another special announcement. I ain't really told Jonathan too much about this. We have a T-shirt now. We are selling Aww. a T-shirt. Noise one. I know. Just just one. But it's, <laughs> just one. Just one. <laughs> we it, have one in a box. One, one style. <laughs> we one have style. one in a box. See who gets it. No, it's at Public. So we'll put a link in the notes and on the description. So if you want to go click that and go get a shirt. Might as well support the show if you want. So if not, it's fine too. We'll just sit here and cry. But uh, I guess that's the show, Jonathan. All right. Let's get out of here. Thanks, guys. Thanks very much.